0: So some of the inspiration for um, doing the kind of simple summer series thing is um, this verse from Matthew 6, um, where Jesus is talking to the disciples about prayer, Um, and it's kind of stuck with me to the point where I drew it out, and have kind of had it hanging around in my room for the last little while, and um, it's from the message translation, and I just want to read this verse to you guys, it says, this is Jesus speaking, here's what I want you to do. Find a secluded place so you won't be tempted to role-play before God. Just be there as simply and honestly as you can manage. The focus will shift from you to God, and you will begin to sense his grace. And I think that scripture is um, so delightful in that um, the invitation is just to be ourselves before God and um, to slow down and um, that a shift happens in that process. And so, yeah, tonight, um, as we explore these scriptures, this is, um, yeah, what I'm really hoping uh, will happen for us. And so, yeah, I I guess um, something else that really strikes me about this is how, um, in prayer, Jesus is saying that it's um, important to be present and to be attentive, and um, I guess, We understand and we know that prayer is about conversation with God. And I don't know um, if any of you guys can relate to this, but when I'm having a conversation with someone, if they're like on their phone or clearly kind of absentmindedly like looking somewhere else, I find it a little bit hard because I'm like, ah, you kind of, you're sort of in between. You've got one foot in the conversation, but you've got one foot somewhere else. And um, I often just want to say, oh, if you need to just, you know, do something, just go ahead and attend to it, and then, you know, we can talk when you're free. And um, something that I'm really striving to do is to be more present where I am um, when I'm there. Um, so one of my kind of goals of the new year is to not be on my phone when I'm walking around the city. Um, I can really like love the the buzz of like sending a message off or like doing that internet banking transfer as I'm like walking up the street. But I kind of half ask both things in that way, and I think there's something good in being present um, to where we are and who we're present to. Kia ora, grab a seat, wherever you like. Hey Donna. Yeah, and so Jesus is kind of um, pointing to that too. Being um, ourselves and being there simply and honestly and um, allowing our focus um, for God to come into view and our focus. And something else I was reflecting on around prayer is that um, when my mind is busy, It's really easy for me to just talk at God or talk to God, and the thing that I struggle to do is to listen and hear what God might be saying in response. And so um, be reflecting on these things and thinking, ah, what more chill time of the year is there than January, where hopefully everybody has had some time to kind of slow down a little bit and the pace of life has kind of eased up. Um, And I think this is a really ideal time for us to explore different spiritual practices and tools um, around listening and around hearing from God, and so tonight we 're going to do lectio Divina um, who 's practiced this before? There might be a few people are awesome bunch of people so lectio Divina um, pretty much means um, sacred reading and um, in kind of a, a long period of church history where people were illiterate, um, this was kind of the main way that people would um, listen and receive scripture would be to do a slow listen and to hear what kind of stood out to them, what was a a core word or phrase of scripture, and that became their kind of spiritual food that they would hold and take away. They couldn't read a Bible, um, didn't have phones, you know, couldn't just access this stuff. So someone would read to them slowly and people would dwell deeply and then take away something. And so my hope for everybody tonight is that we're able to take away something that God highlights for each of us. So, um, yeah, Lectio Divina, as I say, it's a practice. It's a, a way of listening for God's voice through scripture. Um, God's voice speaking to each of us and highlighting something. And it's a, a practice that exists to invite us closer into companionship with God. So um, there's spiritual practices we can have that help us to know more about God. The exegeted text and learn about the history and the context. And that's really important. But um, with scripture... We believe that it's something that the Holy Spirit can speak through and bring to life and that we can kind of engage with God personally through it as well as doing that knowing, digging deep in the kind of history and the context that's also important has its own place. So um, Lectio Divina invites us into God's presence and is a practice that helps us to listen to any particular loving word that he would have um, to give to us in a moment. And there's five steps to it. The first one is of silence, of quietening ourselves and um, releasing the chaos. Um, has anyone here practiced kind of practices of silence or contemplation before? A few people. Um, something that was told to me, which I found really helpful, was um, when a kind of intrusive thought comes across your mind, like, I need to buy the milk, or, Um, I didn't pay for that road toll when I was driving through Papamoa. Um, Is just to kind of, (laughs) just for example, um, is to imagine that as like, I don't know, like a bird that's like flying through and just kind of seeing it like fly past and kind of trusting that it'll fly back again and that you can gather that thought up. Or um, another way to imagine that is um, as like a little pebble that you kind of throw into a river and the river is um, God's love and your trust of God can just throw that in there. That can just be there for now. Um, so quietening ourselves, releasing kind of um, busyness or chaotic thinking and just, um, yeah, stilling ourselves to listen. That's the first thing. The second thing is reading. So I'll read tonight and as I read, I'll try and read slowly and I would invite you guys to just notice any word or phrase that stands out to you. Um, and when when that word stands out to you, just have a posture of curiosity about it. Just sit with that word and think, ah, hmm, what's why is this word sticking out to me? Don't need to feel kind of judgmental about that, but just be curious. Ah, this word, um, and you can kind of zone out from the rest of the reading. So that's that's the second step, a reading. The third step, I'll read again. And there's a chance to listen for any invitations God is speaking to you. What does this word or phrase spark in you? How does it make you feel? What is it kind of associated with? And just again, hold that posture of curiosity. Hmm, what, what's here for me? And then I'll read a fourth time. And this, is the, this fourth step is about response. So in this, um, just start a conversation with God about what this has sparked in you. You might want to say, oh, I feel a little bit hesitant about what this brings up, or I feel a little bit um, nervous, or this makes me feel kind of free, or whatever. Just share um, the feelings, the thoughts, the associations with God, um, and yeah, just let that kind of spill out. And then the fifth one is to contemplate, Um, and this is another time of silence, uh, where we just kind of let... Whatever has stood out to you sink in, um, like, I don't know, like maybe something you've swallowed that's like slowly like sinking into your gut. Um, a chance to rest in God's presence and um, just kind of think, what am I taking away here? What is, what is leaving with me? So those five steps, silence, reading one, meditating, where I'll read again and you listen for any invitations from God. Fourth one, responding, I'll read again, and you're invited to talk to God um, about what's come up. And then the fifth one, another time of silence. So that's the, the practice we're going to practice. We're going to begin our practice with a time of silence. So um, yeah, I just invite you to get comfortable, um, maybe take a few nice long slow breaths, and we'll leave this space of silence to think of my thoughts. Step two, reading. I'll read both scriptures slowly. I invite you to just notice what stands out to you. Our first one, Genesis 1, verse 1 to 5. First this, God created the heavens and earth. All you see, all you don't see. Earth was a soup of nothingness a bottomless emptiness, an inky blackness. God's spirit brooded like a bird above the watery abyss. God spoke. Light and light appeared. God saw that light and saw it was good and separated light from dark. God named the light day he, he named the dark night. It was evening, it was morning, day one. Our second reading from Mark's Gospel, chapter 1, verses 4 to, no, not 4, somewhere in here. to 11. John the baptizer appeared in the wild preaching a baptism of life change that leads to forgiveness of sins. People thronged to him from Judea and Jerusalem, and as they confessed their sins, were baptized by him in the Jordan River into a changed life. John wore a camel-hair habit tied at the waist with a leather belt. He ate locusts and wild field honey. As he preached, he said, The real action comes next. The star of this drama, to whom I am a mere stagehand, will change your life. I'm baptizing you here in the river, turning your old life in for a kingdom life. His baptism, a holy baptism by the Holy Spirit, will change you from the inside out. At this time, Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. The moment he came out of the water, he saw the sky split open and God's spirit, looking like a dove, came down on him, along with the spirit a voice. You are my son, chosen and marked by my love, pride of my life. Gonna read again. This time again, notice what stands out and listen for any invitations. What does this noticing spark in you? What does this word spark in you? Genesis. First, this God created the heavens and the earth, all you see, all you don't see. Earth was a soup of nothingness, a bottomless emptiness and inky blackness. God's spirit brooded like a bird above the watery abyss. God spoke, light, and light appeared. God saw that light was good, and separated light from dark. God named the light day, and named the dark night. It was evening, it was morning, day one. Mark, John the baptizer appeared in the wild, preaching a baptism of life change that leads to forgiveness of sins. People thronged to him from Judea and Jerusalem, and as they confessed their sins, were baptized by him in the Jordan River into a changed life. John wore a camel hair habit, tied at the waist with a leather belt. He ate locusts and wild field honey. As he preached, he said, The real action comes next. The star of this drama, to whom I am a mere stagehand, will change your life. I'm baptising you here in the river, turning your old life in for a kingdom life. His baptism, a holy baptism by the Holy Spirit, will change you from the inside out. At this time, Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. The moment he came out of the water, he saw the sky split open and God's spirit, looking like a dove, came down on him. Along with the spirit, a voice. You are my son, chosen and marked by my love, pride of my life. Fourth step, respond. I'll read this again, and as I read, I'd invite you to talk to God about what sparked in you, um, what that word makes you feel, what you're thinking about, where you're hesitant, where you're jubilant. Let the words wash over you. Genesis. First this. God created the heavens and earth. All you see, all you don't see. Earth was a soup of nothingness, a bottomless emptiness, an inky blackness. God's spirit brooded like a bird above the watery abyss. God spoke light, and light appeared. God saw that light was good and separated light from dark. God named the light day and named the dark night. It was evening. It was morning, day one. Mark. John the baptizer appeared in the wild, preaching a baptism of life change that leads to forgiveness of sins. People thronged to him from Judea and Jerusalem, and as they confessed their sins, were baptized by him in the Jordan River into a changed life. John wore a camel hair habit, tied at the waist with a leather belt. He ate locusts and wild field honey. As he preached, he said, The real action comes next. The star of this drama, to whom I'm a mere stagehand, will change your life. I'm baptising you here in the river, turning your old life in for a kingdom life. His baptism, a holy baptism by the Holy Spirit, will change you from the inside out. At this time, Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. The moment he came out of the water, he saw the sky split open and God's Spirit, looking like a dove, came down on him. Along with the spirit of voice, you are my son, chosen and marked by my love, pride of my life. Take some time of silence now just to let this sink in, to rest in God's presence. Thank you, God, for what you have been speaking to us. Pray that you would um, yeah, protect and um, remind us of what you've said um, in the days to come. Bless this time to be um, nourishment to our souls um, and yeah, for what we have received to be for the life of others too. Amen.